Coming up, Weird Disney Hollywood Studios. Welcome to the CWDW Near and Far podcast, where we explore perspectives of the Walt Disney World Resort from 10 to 1,000 miles away. I am Mike the Far in this equation. And I'm John the Near. All right. So today we're going to get back to our little series on weird Disney that is um, just Disney weird is kind of like what separates uh uh, Disney parks, more or less, and our experiences. But uh, first, John, how did your week in the parks go? Well, I only made it to the parks one time this week, and uh, I'd like to say that's unusual, but it uh, seems to be fairly usual lately. Uh, I did want to show a couple of. Uh, th- this isn't from this week. This is from a while ago. Yeah, it looks like we uh, are back to that one already. Well, anyway, I went to um, Epcot this week, and we uh, we went because we none of us, my wife, myself, um, we have not been to the Flower and Garden Festival. And I know we talked about it last week, and I had pictures, but my pictures, were from the day before the festival actually started mm-hmm. so I uh, you know we all we all went there and I went with my wife and daughter which meant we actually got to try some stuff but first I just wanted to show you a couple of really nice pictures that my daughter took this at like 7 a.m. this morning at uh, Islands of Adventure that's the lighthouse out there oh wow and it, completely dark and hmm. uh, I wish you could hear it but the background music is amazing in there when there's nobody around hmm. but I'm, I'm probably going to use that one as a reel at some point and there's my dog Bitey <laughs> that's when you really couldn't go to the parks because like yeah. your dog got hungry and took a couple toes off right or something Bitey. Bitey tends to get angrier and angrier when you leave him in the cage when you're gone. So, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you can imagine how angry that can be by the picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'll try to keep this fairly short. Um, we went to the uh, Flower and Garden, and I do have another... Uh, uh, light Or not Lightning Lane, Virtual Cue story. Um we were at the park around five, 10 after 5, and we did not get up to get the virtual queue for Guardians in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when we got to the park, we tried it. It was available at hmm. 10 after 5, which is, you know, I really didn't think it would be. But so we did get it. We got it late. So uh, I and then I have another, another, another tip. I, I know 
these are few and far between, but here's another good tip. If you get to, uh, it seems the later you go to Guardians, the less they're calling people back, getting it backed up. Meaning I went around 8.30 and I pretty much didn't stop right into the first room. Hmm. I think they are purposefully uh, toning down the end people. Like it seemed like they were calling people very slow because I think, you know, uh, at, as per normal Disney stuff, they don't want to be there until 10 o'clock at night. They close at nine. So they want to end at nine as close as possible. So if you go later, you're less likely to spend that hour in line, 40 minutes in line. Because, you know, if you go in the middle of the day, chances are you may wait through the whole queue and slowly go through. I'm getting really spoiled. Uh, uh, the the time before this, the uh, gates were open. I didn't, I didn't even have to walk around. I just went straight through when I got to the part that has, like, the, the model cities, the clothing and all that. So just a tip. Uh, I would recommend trying to go there late if you don't want to spend time in line. So what what day if you don't mind me asking was this or what evening was it what, like day of the week it was tuesday okay so i think tuesday is um when they have the evening hours for the um the the deluxe hotels so i wonder if they weren't like manipulating that line to get everyone through so they could start their you know what i mean because of their deluxe guests i didn't even think of that i don't because say of... deluxe resorts like you so. <laughs> so it one um that basically is uh at six o'clock at night then you don't have to be in the park but it's six o'clock in the evening if you're staying at a deluxe resort um on tuesday it's usually epcot i believe i believe it's tuesday is the day it's it's um you you can get that virtual queue i think um what day there's another day maybe thursday or wednesday is magic kingdom i'm not sure exactly but um, I'm wondering if that isn't what you ran into there, John. Yeah, it could be. Um, but th this isn't the first time that's happened now. But right, yeah. okay. Either way. Um, yeah, a, a couple of us got at the uh, Flower and Garden Festival the beef tenderloin tips. And they are pretty good. The potatoes are good. They, they came with carrots and... Um, uh, my daughter and wife got that, and they did. They both enjoyed it. I don't think I got a picture of that, but that's okay. Then we went to the France Pavilion, and I took pictures of this. Otherwise, I wouldn't remember. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it in French, but I got the croissant with goat cheese, herbs, and roasted garlic. My uh, daughter and I both got that. And the... Uh, caramelized beignet filled with vanilla cream and glazed with caramel something or other. And they are both very good. Um, here is the croissant with goat cheese. And inside there it has, I think it has, I don't, I don't know, I guess goat cheese as well. And here is the, uh, caramelized uh, beignet with uh, 
vanilla cream in it. That was very good and really reminded me of French stuff. For some re reason, the caramelized uh, top always reminds me of the France pavilion. I've never been to France, but... Hmm. So I thought those were pretty good. I finally made it back to see Tiana. I walked right past her last time because I didn't. She's back in the American Pavilion area, but you have to go back in to see her. And the last time I kind of walked right through. So. Wow, that that is really a great topiary. I, I missed it when we were there last time. So Yeah, they kind of hid it in the back. I mean, I know it's not hidden, hidden, but it's hidden enough that I just didn't. I don't, I don't go back there that often unless I'm going to buy something. And so I didn't see it. And yeah, for a new topiary, it, it's, it's a nice one. It looks it's, really it's good. They did yeah. a good job with that one. And let's see. They have uh, new stuff for uh, Basin there. Um, Basin is the soap company. You probably know them from Disney Springs. They were at the original Disney Springs where you can go in and wash your hands mm -hmm. and stuff. They're at the Grand Floridian too, right? They have a small store there, I believe. You would know. I don't know <laughs> those kind of resorts, but probably. <laughs> you say so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, it's there, I know. Yeah. But they had a lot of hand soaps too, which... Uh, you know, hand soaps have been popular, you know, since since they started doing the Mickey shape. These, these are flower shapes, but hmm. anyway, I thought that was interesting. They had the, they had the people at Irma singing folk music and stuff. That was nice. Um, some good orange bird merchandise. We went on... Um, the three caballeros, which is always good. Um, always a good time on that. Um, that there, there's another idea. I'd, I'd love to do a podcast about El Rio de Tiempo and like what it was based on and stuff. Cause I really did like that one too. File that one away. That'll be another one. And let's see, my wife can't have, uh, milk or eggs and so she tried the chocolate cake um uh, black currant ganache mixed berry and chocolate ice cream and it didn't look like the picture like here's what it looks like and mm -hmm. here's the picture oh yeah i'm not even close <laughs> here's what it looks like it kind of looks like a, a tasty cake that they took out of the wrapper and they just didn't put anything <laughs> on it, you know. But so got, in other words, you were not there for the media event. <laughs> no, no. I actually said I commented on somebody's post. Uh, one of the media event was like we tried everything at the Tron thing and at at the Tron media event, and they said that the uh, the item that I had from Tron, the uh, beef wonton or whatever it was yeah. they said they were great and i'm like they were great i'm like i said mine were so salty i could barely stand them and the uh the noodle part was stuck to my paper food bowl and most of it was not even edible and i don't think i my comment d disappeared i think they just deleted it but oh yeah because they don't want to get in trouble i just know? said it's strange that mine didn't look like your picture <laughs> 
<laughs> and it didn't, you know. It just didn't. It didn't look like the picture. Anyway, that was okay. Um, my daughter tried the chocolate maple whiskey cake at Northern Bloom. And mm. yeah, sorry for the chopped up picture. But again, here's here's what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And there's the picture. Let's see. It really didn't match very well either. It, it wasn't a good day for picture matching. Yeah, like, it actually yeah. looked better than the other thing though. But I mean, yeah, it didn't match. It doesn't match. I ended up eating it. a lot of that, and it, it was good. I, yeah, it, it, it was good. She didn't like it for some reason though, hmm. and I don't even know what this is from. The cart that's by the land pavilion. It's a whipped chocolate mousse, but again, another vegan one. I don't even know exactly what it was, but again, it was good. But uh, the vegan stuff like that, though, I can guarantee it. If you're eating it for health reasons, don't because it's not healthy at all. Like they add more sugar and heart unhealthy oils to the vegan stuff. So, you know, if you think you're doing a favor by going vegan, it's like you're probably not helping your heart very much or your health. So we went and did that i i I took a few close-ups of figment because i love how he's made out of uh succulents now and we talked about that last week but i I didn't have any good pictures of him and here's one that i actually posted i got a lot of comments on how cool it was but a very low like count for my page but i think it's great though like look how good that looks yeah it looks it's really really cool figment they've done an awesome job they did and i have to say too that uh succulents work so well for him and i guarantee this is much easier to uh take care of you know Mm -hmm. because i think about him like the in past years he looked he didn't look very good so this now he's looking much better as a as a uh, succulent based topiary let's see we decided to go on uh, to go on Soren before we left and living with the land as well. Soren said 20 minutes. So we walked all the way up and we basically got in line. But then when they filtered the next line in, there was like one person ahead of us. So we didn't get in the first run, which means we had to wait an entire show, which shouldn't be that long, but it feels like forever there. So it reminded me why I don't really go on soaring much, but my daughter wanted to go on. So, you know, I did, since I had to wait for an entire ride, um, I did ask for the middle and I usually don't, but I'm like, if you're going to make me stand here when I know there's probably a few seats, I'm, I'm at least going to see it straight. So you can see the Eiffel Tower crooked. So yeah. I got, Didn't I bend. Yeah. So, yeah. When are they ever going to change that too? They have the old future world in here, you know, like literally what you're looking at there is future world. And it's future a good world. question. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I imagine when it's not like a, a big pit of construction, maybe, I don't know, but I find that odd that, you know, if you want to do that, you, you kind of need to fix a few things. And 
You know, how about this too? There's three theaters there. How about bring back Soarin' Over California for at least one theater? I guarantee yeah. it'll be the longest line because mm-hmm. that's so much more realistic, less CGI. Like I like it much better. I would probably almost always just go to the California one. And I'm not I don't even like California. I've never even been there, but and Soarin' it sure is nice. But then we did the land at night, which is uh always pretty um we did see um i thought that that this was odd i don't even know why exactly but figment was there just a random figment standing by a a glowing (laughs) a glowing uh rainbow and some little pyramids and i'm like that's odd he's just in there I thought that was cool. I I always like adding stuff to the land, but it, it it does seem weird though. You know, it seems like there was a kid playing there or something and left this figment in there. I really like that. I think that is the coolest, yeah, man. Me too. me too. And again, I I that, that was a surprise. I never heard anything about it. Huh. A little rainbow and figment. So this is when we went over to Guardians. Let me see if I can use timestamps to see how long this took. It's 8.22 when I walked in the door. And when I'm on the ride, literally riding, it is 8.46. So Mm. I went through the pre-shows, but about 20 minutes. Did you notice that everyone is crowding into the the right hand side now? Yeah, there was a lot of people in the middle, but there was it was only about maybe about a quarter of the people went to the right, which gives you an idea of how many people are tourists. You know, yeah, in there versus you know locals or man. When I was there last time, not not that it was like all oh, everyone went to the right except for like five people. <laughs> yeah, the five people are probably looking around going, what did I do? That's exactly what they were I doing. Do wrong. Am I not supposed to be here? They're like, is this some kind of gag? You know, I mean, you could tell they were uncomfortable. It's like it's like the Three Stooges when they say, everybody take a step, or no, take a step forward if you want to volunteer, and everyone takes a step back, and they're like, why am I, why am I here? Like, That's right. <laughs> Oh man! But I, I have to say that I think this is my first time back on Guardians since uh, I rode Tron a few times, and Guardians is so much better than Tron. it is. It yeah, really, I really agree. Is. And I have to say too, um, you know, I, I I was kind of getting desensitized to Guardians, meaning I've ridden it so many times it just didn't didn't give you that feeling that it did at first, you know. And it happens with rides. But I have to say, after not riding it for a few weeks and riding Tron and, you know, a, a few weeks goes by, I'm, right around here, it was really nice. Like, this is the uh, the back part. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to say, once you go through here and right after this is where you turn and you'll see, like, the lights flat right there, that's mm-hmm. you, like, blasting off that felt so good i was like it just felt so freeing and so good and i'm like yeah this is a awesome awesome ride you know it really really is so it is 
you know, I, I was getting a little jaded on it for a while, but by taking a break for a while, I'm back to, it's an awesome ride. And again, Tron's good too, but this is no, this no, is you're right i mean i i let me say like when i saw the original coaster design i thought off the shelf garbage you know is what it was going to be but they said well we're waiting for the screen technology we're waiting for the video and stuff i'm glad they waited and boy they sure proved me wrong because it is a fantastic uh show coaster it really is I, I think I agree with you when you said about Tron, like Tron is a good ride. It's fun. It's a good addition to uh, Tomorrowland and to Magic Kingdom. But uh, yeah, it's it's not like Cosmic Rewind. Cosmic, we this this ride, man, there's so many show elements and just so many things going on. I, it, it's it's hard to compare the two. It really is. Yeah, but it's... Uh... It's a lot easier to get this one though too because they I I hear that they will turn you away if you don't show up on time yeah. at Tron and being someone who lives like 30 30 to 40 minutes from the park um I may not get there in time unless I'm going to be at the Magic Kingdom all day because the Magic Kingdom is not easy to get to and now the walking path is closed so there's no guarantee I can even get there um in any timely manner without already being there so i am very reluctant to even try to get a virtual queue for tron in the morning because chances are i'm not going to be able to use it and if i try it's going to be real frustrating to be like you know i can see the magic kingdom i just can't get there it's like hmm. Trains, planes, and automobiles. That's... It's just too hard to get to. And Disney transportation is not reliable. And yeah. I guarantee you that if I get turned away, I know the cast member, it's not their fault, but I'm going to tell them a thing or two about how unreliable and ridiculous Disney transportation is. Anytime I've ever needed to get anywhere, their stuff just stops. They're like, oh, and for no reason... We're just gonna sit here for ten minutes more. It's like, mm, okay, Disney. I'm sure it's for my safety or something, but whatever. Yep. Anyway, uh, we got out of uh, we got out just in time to eight fifty three. This is when we're walking out. So you know, all we gotta do is turn left right here, and we can watch Harmonious. And so we went directly to the parking lot and said uh, <laughs> we could leave seven minutes get out seven minutes earlier by not <laughs> you didn't want to see one last harmonious i, I don't understand yeah not i don't all three of us had no interest we were like nah and hmm. uh you know uh, my dog wasn't happy when we got home <laughs> he doesn't like harmonious He's yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> he was be happy, and he's not happy. He was just upset. He even took those <laughs> uh, fireworks videos from the parking lot. Oh, actually, that that was that's the, Magic Kingdom, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Magic Kingdom. yeah. I got, yeah. I, got, I decided to record Enchant or Enchanted from the Epcot parking lot instead of yeah. looking at the globe and recording harmonious. So. Well, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't like Enchanted either, apparently. So, yeah, he's a fan. 
But that's it for the parks for the week. All right. So let's uh, let's get on to our subject. Um, we're just going back to this uh, strange Hollywood studios, a strange Disney thing. It's not necessarily strange in and of itself, but just strange um that what something that sets the disney parks you know um from a regular park like six flags or something like that as as you've described it john that disney strange right i mean it's like you know just something that you wouldn't see somewhere else so um there uh there's always going to be some quirky unusual things that are unique to um uniquely disney and uh you will see them at hollywood studios and our first kind of uniquely strange thing is the tower of terror and of course the tower of terror is the uh based on a hotel the california is it called the california hotel the Hollywood. Hotel Hollywood Hotel. That's it, right? So, it is based on the Twilight Zone series. And John, what do you think about the Tower yeah, of Terror? This is, this is definitely one of those that we we talk about. What's weird at the parks, and by what's weird is if it did, if it if it has a uh, attributes that make it stick in your head, like you like. Like there, there's people who vacation at Disney, and they'll ride the Hollywood Tower of Terror, and you know, a couple years later, they'll see a picture, they'll see a little seat, and they'll be like, "Oh, I rode that. Oh man, it was like it it stays in their head." And I like to say, in contrast, a lot of these newer rides don't have that quality to them, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, especially the ones that are simply retelling them the the um, movie stuff they just don't quite have that same feel to them but yeah the that's power... that's a great point though john let's just stick on that for a second because the difference between those like a normal disney ip right is that your ride is just retelling the story whereas this there was never a Twilight Zone episode based on this. This actually morphed into the Twilight Zone, right? They made a movie eventually that was non-Twilight Zone related, but the ride itself being themed to Twilight Zone, they didn't base that off of something that was already there. They created that story, right? And that's the difference between, uh, I guess you'd call it, was this Michael Eisner's? time um, he was yes. willing to take a chance to try something i feel like when Iger took over he was such a tv movie guy that he's like wow I, I can only do sure things and i won't take a chance on anything and you know that works good for a few years but a lot of people are starting to see the lack of creativity and everything they do lately so not everything and a lot of things they do but this is back when they made this out of nothing so literally just an idea and not based on any movie or anything and again the uh, twilight zone ip did help it a little bit but it just helps give it that feel of what's going on they probably could have got away without using that too and it still would have been good but it helps for sure though. 
it does help for at least people that are familiar with you know the twilight zone so Right, it and, gave it a platform, so to speak, right to uh, to kind of give it that creepy, strange feel, and um, and and not really give much more of a backstory than that. You you've um, walked into the Twilight Zone, right, and that alone is kind of creepy, right, and strange. Oh yeah, yeah. The 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 fact that there's a backstory, and then you're in the backstory and part of it, and and you're you know it's. It's very, very well done. And when it was done, too, it was the first ever ride like this of its kind. It was the most, uh, just something you would never see anywhere else, ever. And to me, that just that's just impressive. And, you know, most of my fa- fa- favorite rides are like that. Because, again, I don't want to relive my favorite, you know, Disney cartoon on every ride. It, it, it's... It's fun and all, but just not my thing. So, yeah, the Tower of Terror, that may be one of my favorite rides anywhere at the Disney park. And it's still scary because of the randomness. Like, you right. just, just rattle your nerves. And I know I'm not scared because I'm going to get hurt. I'm scared. It's just confusing and it rattles your nerves. You know, that's what it does to you because it might throw you up it might throw you back you might see the ghost in front of you you might see like a chain break randomly and just like sounds of chains breaking just like rattle you a little bit it's like weird the way they just put all the stuff in and then at the end they turn you around there's a ventriloquist dummy looking at you and stuff and i'm like (laughs) it's got everything you know it's got everything to make you feel uncomfortable and rattle your nerves yeah it's even got um it, at the end in that uh, where that dummy is that you're talking about um i apparently it's got a few um uh easter eggs as far as imagineers and people involved in the ride itself um i'm not gonna mention it because i think it's always fun i'm not gonna specifically mention it but i'm just saying look out for some of the easter eggs um for really like disney nerds like myself you might recognize some imagineer names let's just say that so yeah, i've recorded that many times that little that slow turner and just yeah oh gosh it's, it's really cool yeah i love it also the cast members let me just say uh add a boy to the cast members on that ride they always uh play tricks with you you know they're always fooling with you and stuff and you know they have little things that they say to you just to make it seem a little worse like one time and and i think a couple times actually come to think of it i was in there and they um a cast member right as the door was closing was like wait 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 a minute <laughs> like that they're like one more oh. <laughs> yeah. Too late. so yeah it's really cool i love that type of stuff so but yeah um, and i think that that uh the tower of terror is the only place other than the uh haunted mansion where you're allowed to be unfriendly to guess so i'm pretty sure and not unfriendly but just you know no smile no you don't have to greet them you can you can kind of be uh weird and standoffish at those places very very cool 
Uh, okay, that's what I got for Tower of Terror. How about you, John? Anything else to add for the Tower of Terror? Yeah, just that it's one of my favorite attractions. And I just got to ride it a couple weeks ago. All right, very cool. Um, the next one that we have is the Hollywood Brown Derby. Uh, this, this is a restaurant, obviously, as most people know, but the, um, Hollywood Brown Derby has very distinctive decor inside. Uh, it's designed to look like the Brown Derby restaurant in Hollywood, California. And that restaurant is actually really famous, John. They, um, I believe that's where the Cobb salad was originally invented, uh, also, there's a ton of celebrities, directors, producers that have gone to that restaurant um, over the years. There's a lot of stories wrapped up in that one, but we are talking about the one at Hollywood Studios. And like I said, it is fashioned after that particular one. There are caricatures of famous celebrities all over the walls. Hey. Seeing back here on the walls. Yep, absolutely. All over the place, different ones. Um, and you know it does have a fairly unique menu compared to the rest of the park uh, a lot of uh, classic hollywood dishes and drinks such as the cob salad as i said uh so it gives you just a taste of um just just a little bit of a different feel and it actually does have that kind of california feel when you walk in there john um yeah. i've been I in there have you ate in there I, I, I've only eaten there once and at the time my wife was a cast member and they would rotate places where that we got 40% off at and one for for us for a time this was on that list and uh, yeah I got to try the Cobb salad that everyone talks about um, my my wife got some kind of steak it was very good but I also got a, uh, I think, grapefruit cake. They said it was one of the specialties they had there, too. And again, very unique, but very good. And uh, another story I wanted to mention was um, I, 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 I was on a Star Wars tour of the park once. Mm -hmm. And the guide said that, uh, I don't remember the year, but long before George Lucas sold Star Wars, um, I think it was Bob Iger was had him at the parks to discuss Star Wars with him, and it 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 it, it was morning time, and Bob Iger said, "We're gonna have breakfast at the Brown Derby, and Brown Derby doesn't serve breakfast, but I guess they had to call in the cooks and the waitresses, and they had to do a makeshift." breakfast because bob Iger and george Lu lucas had a private breakfast in there to discuss star wars and i think the tour guide said that they said they that uh you know he's not going to sell it now but if he ever sells it it will be to somebody like disney who's going to take care of it i'm sure he regrets that now but <laughs> i don't know anyway that's tell. beside the point we're talking about the Brown Derby and uh, pretty cool to think George Lucas was eating in there. That is pretty cool. And and I do remember that story. I've heard that story actually from the Star Wars side before it was sold to Disney. So, 
Yeah. Um, the Brown Derby does have a secret menu item. As say secret in quotes. Um, it is called the Cobb Salad Nachos. So it will not be on the menu, but you can ask for that. So it is a Cobb Salad, the famous Cobb Salad served on top of tortilla chips. So apparently that is uh, quite popular. And one other little side note that is interesting is that the restaurant has a ventilation system that prevents the smell of the cooked food from wafting into the park and it was designed to be quiet and effective so as to not disturb the dining experience so they even thought of uh this thing down to the ventilation system that goes out into the park um, the Brown Derby was featured in an episode of The Simpsons, where the Simpsons family visits the restaurant while on vacation in Florida. Uh, it has several references to Walt Disney World and its attractions in that episode. Yeah, and uh, when I think of the uh, Hollywood Studios, there's not a lot of good places to eat. This is not cheap, but if you're looking for an actual good quality meal, this is... Uh, you know, at least when I ate there, the uh, Cobb salad was great. I, I got some kind of chicken dish, was very good. Uh, the dessert was fantastic. My wife's steak was perfect. And it's like, we both agreed we need to eat here more often. But we didn't because full price is really expensive. So, But I yeah. do look forward to eating there again. After looking at these pictures, man, I'm hungry. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and yeah, the, and, and what makes this place weird is it doesn't feel like it fits. It, like when you walk in, you don't feel like you're in a theme park. Like you said, it feels like you're in California or some yeah. restaurant that's, you know, an old restaurant like back in time. Like it's not, it does not feel like modern theme park anything. So it's so out of character that it's... Uh, it qualifies for weird. Yeah, and it fits in really well with that section of the park, right? So uh, I, I think, you know, it does kind of give you that California feel just like that section of the park. I, I you know, I, I like this restaurant a lot, but you're right. It is expensive. I mean, even down to the palm trees, you know, even though, uh, I mean, they're... You know, probably not real, right? But I mean, the well, palm trees might. sitting there. No, yeah, they probably are. Well, no, they're they're not going to get sun in there. But you know what Disney does, though? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes they'll cycle palm trees in and out, meaning every few days they'll move ones out, move other ones in so that they keep them alive and healthy and stuff. So I would not be surprised if they were real palm trees. They look like real ones. I can see what looks like new growth up here that's that's how a palm tree grows it has a point that pops out first so hmm. unless it's it could be plastic but yeah but it's uh it's still cool i mean i really like the uh theme there either way yeah all right john uh the next one on the list is the muppets and i say the muppets because it's the entire muppets area right um it's got that uh kind of like muppet theme almost like a muppet miniland back there right yeah. and um you know at the, 
I don't want to say center point, but I guess the main attraction there is the Muppets Vision 3D, um, which we've talked about plenty of times because we both love that uh, attraction. Um, just a great 3D attraction. It was originally called Muppet Visions 4D, I believe, right? And it was... Uh, yeah, it was changed to 3D after the 3D technology was upgraded. Um, I guess 4D because of the interactive uh, parts of the show, right? The, um... Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of places do the 4D. It technically is 4D with the, you know, you're going to get water and bubbles and all kinds of stuff. So. Right, and the characters break the fourth wall a lot too, so that might be part of the gag. Um in in the show itself uh this area has been part of the park since park opening in 1989 so it's really got some longevity to it right yeah what what i like about this is you know how everybody's nostalgic for like the 80s and you know people love 80s music they like 80s movies this feels like you're stepping right back into the late 80s like literally you're you're back there for just a little bit and uh, uh, even the end scene, like the wall breaks, and you can see yeah. uh, Disney MGM Studios in the 80s when it was first opened, like the guests and how they're dressed and everything. And I don't know why, that just seems really cool to me. And the other thing that I liked about it was, I think it's one of the last, I don't know about the last thing, but I think it's one of the later things that Jim Henson directed himself too. And it really stands the test of time, which is kind of, uh, I, I, I attribute that, attribute that to Jim Henson. Like he was that good, like with the stuff he was able to do it, it, to me, it does not feel outdated. It doesn't feel like, oh, this just doesn't work anymore. It still seems like it fits perfectly to me. Although my wife wouldn't agree, but she never liked it. So yeah. My wife's kind of the same. I, I, I think, think it, it, I do too. Yeah. And I think it fits really well. And you're right. Jim Henson died in, uh, he passed away in 1990, like a year after the park even opened. Yeah. So, um, I will say that as far as a property goes, there's not a lot of things that have been there in Hollywood studios since the opening of the park that really makes this, um, a, a must do attraction in my mind. Uh, but also the fact that you're not going to get Muppets in other parks, you know, it, it's got its own section right here in Disney Hollywood Studios. You will see Muppet characters in um, other parks, like occasionally for special, um, special occasions, you will see uh, a few Muppet characters show up occasionally in Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think this was gonna make it with the Star Wars thing, though. Yeah, I kind of thought with Star Wars going here and then uh, Star Tours here that they would just kind of section that off. But luckily, uh, Galaxy's Edge was nowhere near as popular as they hoped. So why would they expand it and bring it over top of Muppets? So it wasn't successful enough to warrant that. So. Yep, Thank goodness yeah. Disney wasn't that good at Star Wars. Otherwise, we'd be <laughs> Muppets yeah. gone already. Yeah, I um, another 
thing about the Muppets courtyard back there is the uh, the gift shop, but it hasn't been open as of late. I think it closed around COVID time, and it ha just hasn't opened up since then. That's a shame too, because that was I I always liked that gift shop. They 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 had a really cool feel to it. You know, had yeah. a lot of extra things to look at in there. A lot of stuff going on up by the ceiling and murals and props and things and i just feel like uh the current disney designers probably said let's make this look like uh macy's yeah that'll do yeah, we'll, something we'll like put everything. a wooden sign on the wall that says shirts and put lights on it and they'll be like shirts and that's a theme and like that's you know kind of like they did to like uh, world of disney and stuff I used to love World of Disney just because it was, I didn't like the merchandise very much, but I liked to look at that. It was it's a very interesting store, but now I don't even want to go in there. Every time I go in, I, I look forward to getting out as soon as possible. So. I know what you mean. I do. Hopefully uh, not. I wouldn't be surprised if they said, get rid of all these props. In the yeah. Why can't it just be a plain gray wall? <laughs> like yeah, a, with with faceless mannequins, right? Oh, that's real good. Yeah, yeah. put a weird faceless mannequin. That's, yeah. that's what people want. <laughs> I'm gonna apply to be an Imagineer now. So in the modern, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Well, maybe I wouldn't get hired, but I'm too yeah. old. I'm too old. That's what it is. Just don't think for yourself and just redo the same stuff over and yeah. over again. Remember uh, Macy. Penny, yep, that's right. <laughs> Something that we failed to mention is Pizza Rizzo. Now, Pizza Rizzo, that restaurant used to be Pizza Planet, like a Toy Story theme, but that was a little bit of an expansion of the uh, Muppets Courtyard, right? Pizza Rizzo, yeah. Rizzo, it has kind of like a New York City look to it, and you walk in and in my opinion, the pizza is very, very, very less than New York City, but at least yeah. the theming is there, you know? It fills you up. I, 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 I always like the conveyor belt pizzas from Disney. They're not great, but they're edible and consistent because they're made on a conveyor belt oven and they're all the same. So, But I was going to say, I actually like Pizza Rizzo. And I like the fact that you can eat upstairs too. You can oh yeah, eat, you can even even eat out on the balcony mm -hmm. and just kind of overlook. Like upstairs always seems so quiet, and a lot of the parks have things like that. And I have a feeling that one day the uh, managers are going to walk around and say, "If we close off the upper part, we can cut back on custodial and this and that, and we're going to save some money and just." chain off the stairs everywhere and no more upstairs you know columbia harbor house and uh, pizza rizzo pinocchio village house there's always mm -hmm. the little stairs thing that not a lot of people go to but requires more more staff and again i hope to i'm sure the disney accountants aren't listening but their main hobby in life is to cut out the little things and uh, save money well, they're certainly doing that now because they're looking at ways to cut money actively and you never know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So our next area of the park, our next thing is also a restaurant. 
It is the sci-fi dine-in theater, a favorite of both John and myself. And uh, sci-fi theater has a very unique theme, uh, theming to it. Uh, it uses, uh, as you can see in the pictures here that John is showing, um, vintage cars. So it's like a drive-in and you're you set up you sit down in these vintage cars you have tables in front of you and uh, they're just like almost like diner tables uh, like you're getting into half a booth um there are bigger cars too for bigger families and they can arrange them in different ways if you do have a bigger crowd eating with you but really the um the food is more like burgers and fries type uh, fair, you know, shakes and things like that. It's not bad. And they have uh, a special, actually, I believe weekly or monthly. I'm not sure, but they change their burger up a little bit, like their special burger. Um, the screen in front, the drive-in screen, so to speak, shows vintage commercials and clips of movies and trailers for classic 40s and 50s schlocky like b-movies uh it, it's a lot of fun john you and i have discussed this one and and i always i always say my favorite time to go and this will make it the most weird and memorable for you if you're there when it's hot out have lunch there right in the middle of a hot florida day and it feels so good to be it feels like you're it feels like it's suddenly nighttime and you're outside and it's cool and dark and i don't know it just feels like such a relief to be out of that florida sun and heat and um it it just goes a lot further in here it takes you it it feels like it takes you somewhere completely different and again for me that's the weird part and uh you know when, when you see pictures or video of this thing, once you've been there, it just it just touches something in your mind. It, it, it can bring you right back there. This is a very unique place that I don't know where else you're going to go to uh, sit in a car indoors at a drive-in theater. And again, uh, play it safe with the menu. Stick with the burgers, fries, uh, milkshakes i think are good but i wouldn't go anywhere outside of that and you'll be happy i think every time i've ever had a burger there i really enjoyed it so me too and i always hear people say oh the food is so bad it's so bad not the burger it's your own fault you keep getting the stuff that's not good so I mean, you're not going there to experience a five-star restaurant. You're going there for the theming and... probably ate at the Brown Derby and said, this is terrible compared to... But you're not getting... That's not the same level. Again, this is a gimmick. This isn't about the food, you know? And But again, if, like I said, if you keep it simple, I think the food is good, too. I and agree. I really do. I've never had a bad meal there. Uh, except when I tried something outside the burger that was terrible. I don't, it was so long ago that I don't even remember now, but I remember looking at my wife's burger thinking, why do I, why do I always have to try something? From well, I, I can attest, I can attest that there, there was like a, a, 
pork belly burger that they made one time with some barbecue sauce on it and stuff. And that was pretty good. I can't complain about that, but I agree for the most part, stick with the burgers. Don't go there expecting like, don't order some kind of fish burger or something like that and think <laughs> you're going to get something great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that does show up on the menu every once in a while. And right there is an example of a larger car yeah. with the yeah. table set up. They call these the limos. If yeah. You know, sometimes you have a big party. They say, do you mind sitting in a limo? I actually like this because you can look to the left here and see the screen or just eat at a normal table. But I was going to say my tip for here is I don't know if I see any pictures of it or not. Um, uh, yeah, I see it. The saucers. Flying yeah, saucers, right, right? Right here you can see there's, there's three seat picnic tables in the back. And it literally looks like a... A, a little picnic table you'd see out in the park somewhere and they call them saucers because they have they looks like a flying saucer on top and they're rounded um we have three people at our party so a lot of times we walk up and they'll say is are you all right with the saucer and if we say yes we can actually get in you know so if you have if you, if you have between one and three people that's an option. And I usually would check right at 11 when they open. They don't usually pre-book the saucers because if you do an ADR on this, you're going to expect to sit in a car like all these pictures show. You're, and if you don't, you're going to say, wait a minute, I paid to sit in the car. Why? What is this? So they don't tend to book these. So if you walk up at 11 and say, I'm good with a saucer, a lot of times you can do it and here you can see it in the back you can see people sitting there they have them on each side and again i don't mind that at all so i uh, i i don't mind it one bit as a matter of fact when it's only two people i don't like to sit in the cars because i don't want to sit with strangers like imagine sitting here and strangers are right in front of you so i'm like within a foot of some stranger's head eating it's like no thank you I, I'd, I'd rather sit at the picnic table. I'm just weird like that. But I don't like no, to be I, too close to people. I do. I agree with you um, there. Um, I really like this. Is It's so fun. And that's what you got to go into it and keep in mind is that you're going in for a fun experience. It's not like um uh premium dining or anything but those trailers are hilarious man just watching the, the old 50 schlocky b movies up on a screen in a drive-in how many people can even go to a drive-in nowadays right um yeah yeah there's not many left but i was gonna say one of the things that scares me a little bit though is a lot of these old uh you know, uh, futuristic commercials and stuff from the 50s. I'm waiting for someone to get offended by him and Disney to go, oh, let's get rid of the whole sci-fi diner. Let's make it look like the cafeteria at the Hilton. You know, it's like, but so far they kind of ignore it. But, you know, there's things like, oh, uh, mother won't want to ever leave the kitchen when she sees how future, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, uh, and then and the, they'll be like, what are you trying to say? Women belong in the kitchen? It's like, it's like, well, in the 50s, they were kind of a bit 
Yeah. He's not good with that kind of thing. So yeah. You just kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. But... Not to our modern sensibilities, that's no, for sure. Not at all. I mean, they have a one commercial on there with a mannequin with like a dummy smoking a cigarette, you know? Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, <laughs> you're teaching my child to smoke. You're saying women should stay in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so I could definitely see. Luckily, the people who don't actually go to Disney World who complain about everything, they no one ever pointed this out to them yet. Yeah, let's let's keep it. We'll keep it quiet. You know, it's just like Splash Mountain had it closed. All the people who want it gone, they didn't go to Disney. It's like somebody told them about the ride that's terrible and offensive, and they're like, "Well, tear it down." So, but anyway, yep. So uh, I I'll give you one tip there on your way into the restaurant um, as you're coming up the hallway and the server says um, says their whole spiel about walking back into the 1950s or something to that effect. I don't remember what the whole spiel is, but they have a thing. Um, take a look around because on that in that hallway as you're walking back there's a lot of like great movie memorabilia things from different movies um up on the there's like storyboards and all kinds of things in that hallway most people won't even notice it because maybe it's their first or second time and they don't even know it's there but there's even like artifacts from Walt Disney's office up in the uh in in the uh, hallway on the way back so check it out oh and one other tip uh for what it's worth if you want to take pictures or you just want to check the place out how do you do that without a reservation john uh, <laughs> i shouldn't say it but we don't have that many investors so no not many people know. <laughs> well that's your that's your tip there, so that's there why. is at the abc commissary there are bathrooms um, just to the left of ABC Commissary, which you can get from the exterior and go right in there too. They also connect to the sci-fi dine-in. So if you walk from the bathroom area right in there, you can kind of wander right in and no one's going to yell at you until they know you shouldn't be there. But <laughs> if you try to act like you're doing something on purpose, you know, I've already walked in there, walked right up, recorded the screen for a while, panned around, smiled at the waitress said hi and just walked right out by the time they know i shouldn't be in there i'm already i'm on my way out already it's too late so again if you try to do that walking in the front door they're not going to let you pass they're going to say sir sir well friend friend what i don't don't go by you know yeah like that's that's literally they won't let you but from the bathroom shared bathroom there's a door from the exterior sci-fi and abc commissary and if you go out the wrong door you might wander in by accident and again i've gotten uh, hundreds of thousands of views from just panning a screen like that going "Ooh, look how cool that is man yeah but but if you can get in there it's it's worth eating get the keep it simple and it's worth it but yeah yeah i've got a lot of tips on this from you yeah yeah see that's why i pass it off to you because you're the one that gave me that tip originally so 
<laughs> so, uh, all right, we're leaving the sci-fi, and that's going to do it for our main uh, uh, kind of areas as far as Disney strange, Disney weird type stuff. Um, but I do have kind of like a, almost like some quick hitters here, John, that we can talk about. Um, Backlot Express. You know, these are all going to be dining things, too, that I have, because it seems like that's, you know, that's really what I could think of. But Backlot Express, uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think that is really cool. It really reminds me of um, MGM Studios. Yeah. You know, it's got props all over. There's different departments. You can be in the painting department, the I think one of them's like a mechanical department and there's like motors around and stuff and just they really made it look like you're on a Hollywood set somewhere eating like in the in the back lot of course but it, it and it was just such a unique thing because again I've never been to Hollywood I've never seen any of this stuff so <clears throat> I thought it was so cool when I first saw it and I still like that it's still there like it's something yep. that didn't they haven't changed it yet. It's not, you know, if you ask the Disney executives, they'd probably say, we're thinking about making it. They say, where's thing. that again? Moana. That's what they would be like. Where's that again? Wait, what? What is this you're talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah, like, I we've got to. <laughs> I vacation in the country club in Vail in the top of yeah. the mountain private cabin. I've never been with the pores at the park. <laughs> but it is uh i love the theming here too and it is a rather large uh cafeteria um it's easy to get your food in there you can mobile order and have your food You're sitting in your seat it is um on really busy days it can be hard to find a seat there even though it is huge um I like sitting close to the back of the area, like towards the front on the outside towards the back, because you can hear the Indiana Jones show going on. And, and actually depending on where you sit, you can kind of look over the wall and between like some of the pants and there's props for the Indiana Jones show when the, when back the there. Academy was there too. You could, you could pretty much see it from there. So that was always cool. But I always remember when I would be on vacation, That's uh, that was usually a place I would try to eat at the mm -hmm. studios because I didn't like, like, they just didn't have that great a quick service there. That was one of the ones yeah. that was pretty consistently good. But coming from Pennsylvania, I would want to sit in the indoor-outdoor section so I'd get a little bit of outdoor feel, you know? It's like, mm -hmm. you come from Pennsylvania, everything's indoors, it's cold out, this and that. It's like, I love to sit outside there sometimes too. So, yeah. and, and, and again, they have, it almost feels like it's in the middle of it. It's outdoors, but it's still covered, but it's still out. It's still, you know, warm and outside and mm -hmm. just cool. There's a lot of cool spots there. And uh, like I said, you could just walk around and look at all that stuff, but it does pull you, pulls you back to MGM and yep. pulls you back into something really unique that you just don't see anywhere else. So. I agree. Um, it, it definitely makes you feel like you're traveling into the movies like the park was originally supposed to be. But um. Yeah, and they, the only one I really wanted to mention was 
around the holidays, it, it basically not necessarily uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard, but a little bit. But the uh, the decorations around Echo Lake and the music, mm-hmm. it just has a, a really distinct classic old time Christmas feel that I always associate with uh, Hollywood studios. Like I usually say every year, it's pretty much my favorite park for Christmas. And a lot of it is the echo Lake area. I just like to hear old Christmas songs playing beautiful tree. Gertie will have a Chris Santa hat on and sometimes a, 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 ornament, an ornament, ornament out of her mouth. I think it's a her. It's a Gertie. I don't. Yeah, know. it's not real. Who cares? The dinosaur <laughs> thing. But uh, yeah, I always thought that uh, it it just has a certain feel around Christmas that none of the other parks do, and I really don't know anywhere that does like that anymore. So. Uh, if yeah. they had the Osborne lights yet, that would have amplified it by a hundred times. But it still has just a little bit of that classic Christmassy feel that you'd get around the Osborne lights. Like the, so, I I agree that Echo Lake area. The um, reindeer decorations are fantastic. I just love them. That old fifties kind of feel. Yeah, then they have like the Santa heads and stuff. And yeah. again, I had Santas that looked like that on my tree when I was a little sure. Kid. They were old then, you know. They weren't new. I had them either. Right. I I I really love that one. That's great, John. And also, um, speaking of Gertie, when you're by Gertie the dinosaur, take a look on the ground around Gertie. Just do it when you're there. There's something a little strange, and you'll see it. But go from Gertie on out, and take a look on the ground, and you're going to see something kind of cool. Um, I I will say one other thing, and there's a lot of Easter eggs back in that Echo Lake area. I'm not going to mention them because I've we've talked about them on other podcasts, and I, um, you know, just take a look around the Echo Lake area. There's some cool things up above, let's say the ground level. Um, but one of my favorite things at the studios there is the 50s primetime cafe and uh, a lot of people it's strange and it's even stranger as time marches on because to be quite honest with you john i think the later generations have spent less and less time in a kitchen that was fashioned in the 50s you know but our generation like our parents came from that generation and maybe the one preceding that generation or the one right after so um i i just uh i i sort of love that feel because I, there's things I recognize in oh, in the yeah. 50s prime time. And when you walk in, you sit down, you feel like you've walked back in time, you know, cousin, whatever, and ma and, you know, aunt so-and-so are in there yelling at you to get your elbows off the table, eat your vegetables and things like that, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's like stepping back in time and it is like a home-cooked meal. Um, you may like it you may not like the meal itself but though it's basically you've walked into a a movie like an old 50s style movie yeah 
I think they even play Leave it to Beaver on the little televisions in there sometimes. Yeah. So We've had some really memorable meals there. Like when my daughter was younger, I mean, her and her cousins had some really great memorable uh, meals and stuff. But I can say also, I we've already eaten there and we got a, uh, a, a waiter or waitress that was not all of them are you know top of the game entertaining some of them just yeah, they do it a little bit but mostly it's you know so again it's been hit and miss for me i've had super awesome memorable ones and i've had i guess the word would be like a a dud as far as the yeah thing goes but again i would be the dud too so i i wouldn't be capable of entertaining like that but you probably shouldn't have that job if you don't want to. Yeah, it should be. But at Disney, it's all union stuff. They probably bid on the job. It's probably a good tip. So people are tempted to try to get that job, whether they should have it or not. So. Yep. Yeah. And you you probably should have some acting chops if you're back there working a little bit, I would think. But uh, yeah, I I agree, John. I've heard that from other people that, you know, it can be hit or miss at times. But man, if it's a hit, you're going to have a memorable experience. Well, even if it's not a hit, somewhere around you will be a hit. So you'll get yeah. to watch somebody else get yelled at or whatever. It'll still be fun. You know, it's still good either way. That's so, it. Yep. Don't go in thinking it's guaranteed that you're going to get all this attention. You, you may or may not. Yeah, and and again, it is going to be a fun experience. Okay, John, that should do it. That's all I have for um, kind of the Disney weird Hollywood studios. Uh, I I think we covered a lot. There's more there, obviously, and I'm sure maybe some listeners have some ideas. I would encourage you to uh, comment down below on youtube and in a review on apple Podcasts, spotify or the other podcatchers and just give us uh let us let us know what you find strange at hollywood studios as in disney strange uh, that kind of sets the parks there apart from other places like six flags or hershey or somewhere like that so, all right, John, uh, how did your social media go for the week? You're muted, John. Oh, sorry. The dogs were barking. Oh, that's all right. It, it went fairly well. Um, I, I, I was going to say I have about three days left on my, on my uh, bonus program. So, you know, and again, I don't, I don't just do it for the bonus program, but it had, it, it, it does make me post a little bit less than normal. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's always at the end of the podcast that this weird barking starts. But <laughs> anyway, on my Disney account, I'm up to 119,000 followers. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. On my Universal, I'm up to 123,000 followers. So that that one has really been doing well lately. Um, it seems like the beginning of every bonus period, they give me one 
one post that really takes off. And in this, in this case, it was a Haggard's one and one that I posted many times before, but it's up to 1.7 million views. And again, I could post something like that again, but it's usually at the beginning they give me a couple. And I have a, a Dudley do rights about a half million views. I've got a couple others that are like a couple hundred thousand. Like there's some good quality, good quality views on that one. I've, I've reached 4.3 million accounts in the last 30 days. Um, this bonus period, which is over in three days, I'm up to 3.8 million views. So that's good. My Disney, on the other hand, my Disney account has been more, uh, I'm a, I have 1.5 million accounts reached in 30 days. So it's still just not, it's, it's just a fraction of what my universal account does. And I don't get any million plus views on my Disney stuff. Just absolutely none. Like I just don't really go to the recommend page ever. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've had some that used to hit really well. And, you know, now like 60,000 is a lot. Where before, you know, like I just gave you some of the numbers from my universal. I'm getting a million, million and a half, 200,000. Disney, now I think 137,000 is my highest. But again, they just don't, uh, it may it may be my, uh, the fact that I keep posting Splash Mountain. I don't think the 20-year-olds at Instagram appreciate that much, so... I, um, I, I, I don't know, but anyway, they're not paying me anymore for it anyway. So I, I still care, but not quite as much, but right. anyway, anyway, I'm growing, I'm, I'm doing well. Um, my Disney, like I said, I don't have any big ones, but there is a percentage of my followers that are there's a percentage of my followers that do like most of my things, you know? So that's important to build up a group of people that actually like your stuff, that see it, that interact. So I'm getting that. I'm not getting the reach in the discover page or anything, but what can you do? At least I have two accounts and one of them's doing good. My uh, TikTok, I'm up to 80.9 thousand followers. Um, my, uh, I, I, I had 234,000 views on the uh, primeval world. Hmm. So people have a lot to say about that one. Um, I was playing around with a cap cut real thing. You know, that guy that says, you sure about that? You sure yeah. about that? <laughs> I did that. I, 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 I did one with Governor DeSantis saying Florida's in charge now. And then it says Disney lawyer saying, you sure about that? <laughs> And again, I, I, I'd have to say, I, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that says, oh, Santa's is horrible and Disney's always right. And this and that, like there's these people that like worship it, Disney and everything they do is just great. But I just thought that meme fit so well. You know what I mean? Like I I'm, do. I'm, I'm able to laugh at both sides and 
I I I I love the fact that that DeSantis came and said, "You want to get into politics? Well, what's this special thing you got? Let's get rid of that." I was like, "Good, put him on the same level as Universal." But then did Disney put that wacky clause in there about <laughs> King Charles's last descendant plus thirty years? I'm like, that is so funny, and if yeah. it sticks, like that is just so wacky. But I thought that that I thought that this one just fit perfect <laughs> you sure about that <laughs> i know sure that? Like, that was I, good i yeah. thought it fit perfectly so yeah. again i i'm not necessarily i'm not one of those people that says you know leave poor disney alone i'm like disney's a multi-billion dollar company who who used that advantage to their to their benefit since it started and again it's built up enough that they don't need that anymore. They needed it because there was nothing there and you can't expect uh, Florida to pay to build the in infrastructure. But now at a certain point that that was not supposed to be forever, you know? So it's like yeah. everything's built up now. You don't really need it anymore. And again, if you're going to have that, maybe I, I think universal should have it then too. Why not? I think we should give it to them and see what they can do with their own uh laws and such where they are i'd be more interested in that but anyway i love that i love that meme you sure about that i know <laughs> i think of a better use of it though again I, I i i like governor DeSantis. i don't like to use it on him but it just fit too good i can't <laughs> i couldn't hold back i was like you sure about that that was uh, i mean that was an excellent troll from disney actually and I, I have to give them credit there they did a, it was uh i mean and it was a smack in the face for sure because you know the whole king charles descended thing and that's why i thought that that so darn good though too that that they lost control of the reedy creek district oh yeah well, they got there's somebody already making shirts with the Reedy Creek logo with a British crown on top of it and stuff. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, I really don't think that 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 you could actually do that though, because uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't work that way. I don't think. But again. Yeah who knows laws are so messed up Maybe well yeah I, I mean i don't think they can but they knew it would draw a lawsuit and they don't want to be the ones drawing the lawsuit they want to force the state's hand to do it you know so right. that when it comes out then you know what happens happens you know well, i i i always liked that disney had their own unique reedy creek system going on i thought that that was a really cool thing hmm. But again, I also think Disney needs to don't pick fights with the government. I think yeah. that's a big reason that JPEG got fired. It's like, don't do that. You know, don't pick fights with governments. They're not, they don't play by the same rules as corporations. And you're, yeah. you're living in their state, you know, it's like, and I always like too that Disney and the Florida government regardless of democrat or republican they were always so good together nothing no, there was never fights between them or anything you know there just wasn't so i really think they need to get back to that i do too i agree and and i heard a lot of stories too and uh, 
our uh, most Disney people probably don't want to hear hear this because they just can't grasp it that it's possible. I heard that most of the executives at Walt Disney World, this is like five, ten years ago, were mostly Republican at that time. And I know that would just have people's heads melt. That, that can't be. But, you know, literally, there was a lot of Republican executives here. And then in California, a lot of Democrat uh, executives. But again, it was never that important that had to hate each other or couldn't do you know what i mean everyone's yeah. the business it really didn't matter but i literally heard that and again if there's any republicans in florida now they're probably keeping their mouths shut because that you know things got pretty crazy but anyway, well i mean I you know i hear from people who actually were there i i heard stories from a guy who was having a lunch with disney executives and they were all talking about how much they love Tucker Carlson and stuff. And he was like, whoa, that was a surprise. It's like, you know, again, I guarantee they wouldn't dare say that now. Iger would probably fly in to fire them immediately. But you, you hit a point there. There was a point in time where that wasn't a thing that, that it didn't, didn't become a part, a, a device, such a divisive part of things. I mean, Walt's dad, was um was a socialist you know walt himself gave money to um to what eventually became the reagan conservative republicans you know i mean so i i think and walt has also like because he was an artist he had all kinds of different leanings you know but as a businessman he changed his perspective and he did other things so he was a friend like a close personal friend with the nixons you know i mean uh, so and walt is a man of many was a man of many different uh political leanings and things like that he you he know never, and he never would have made it if he was like i'm only going to be friends with one. I'm, I'm going to pick a side and i'm only going to be everyone else is evil and i hate them and that's it it's like never yeah. would have made it because again i'm sure he was friends with all sides like everybody else was back then i i mean people should kind of look to him as an example you don't have to be one or the other on one side or the other you can get perspectives from both sides you know so i think that's what got them in this mess to begin with they uh made a reactionary decision right and um and Chapek opened his mouth out of desperation rather than think things through and talk with different people and get perspectives from different folks, you know? Yeah. So I, if I was the boss, I would tell everybody, I don't, I'm not asking you your opinion about anything. I don't care what you think. I you care know, about the company. That's we're running a business here. You know, I, I mean, run a business. That's what I, we, we that's have, what I was taught. Yeah, I, I I I was taught with business. You you run a business like it need like it, it it's a like it's an it's, it's for an, everyone. It, it's an individual entity and it lives forever, and yeah. it's very important. And regardless, you can't say, well, this guy thinks this or that. It's like it doesn't matter. What's good for the business? You know? They're not teaching that anymore in college, though. Now they're teaching um at the like a certain skew of ethics and um social justice and all this kind of stuff and you know that's that's where a lot of it comes from so 
Yeah, well, it doesn't. That's why a lot of businesses fail very, very. It's not, it's not working that well, hence yeah. layoffs everywhere. So, again, I'm, I come from a time of common sense. And I call yep. it stupidity. So. Yep, you, uh, if you're, you're trying to sell to everyone, right? Especially if you're a family theme park. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's, there, there is a lot of single 20 somethings in the park too. And I'm in the park a lot too by myself. Well, I mean, you want to sell to those people too. You know, you want to sell to everyone. You don't have to aim at me though. I'm just going to be there on the peripheral either way. Yeah. You don't need Good. to do anything special for me. But. All right, John. So then uh, TikTok is done okay, and your Universal is definitely. Yeah, man, that's it's still kicking. Great. Yeah. Oh, great. All right. So where can they find you online? You can find me at c.wdw on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook and YouTube and c.uo on instagram and facebook oh and by the way if you don't follow me on facebook i really would appreciate it as of right now that's really the only place i'm getting any kind of income from i am getting a slight amount of money from ads on reels hmm. and they they just put my disney facebook in there too and again when i say money I would like to tell you how much I've made so far because I, 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 you know, don't, there'll be people out there that said, oh, he's probably making a couple thousand a month or this or that. You know what I mean? Like people plug in numbers. So, yeah, let me go to Facebook and I'll just do my universal. I've been doing that one a while. And hold on one second monetization ads on reels let's see what i've made so far this month well not terrible a dollar 23 you are rolling in it man hey that's something though it's a start yeah and and uh again i i only have 1700 followers on on uh, facebook and I and they just gave it to my Disney account now too, which I have like thirty seven hundred on that. So it, it's a little bit bigger. But since it just started, there's not you know I didn't I didn't get a lot yet. But let's see, let's see if you can see that twenty one cents. Wow. But hey, like I said, that will. Over time, if I if 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 I had a hundred thousand on, like I hundred thousand plus, like I do on Instagram on Facebook, I probably that could be I don't know a couple hundred dollars maybe a hundred two hundred it'd be something that's real you know like a, an actual amount like they're not gonna send me a dollar twenty three, it's just gonna accumulate and in a couple years if it goes above a certain amount they might send it to me. i i'm literally i'm at that point where i started when they first did these bonuses i was getting like three four thousand dollars a month like crazy amounts between both accounts because i like it was literally i was like man this is life-changing if this kept up 
they've now adjusted it and i'm up to a dollar 51 in total <laughs> it's like <laughs> thank you mark zuckerberg <laughs> well you, you gotta do away mark has made sure he's protecting our country by sure. by lobbying the united states government to get rid of tiktok because tiktok Dude. is stealing all of our I, I'm sure that's his only motivation. It's just his patriotic duty to make sure that the members of Congress know through his millions of dollars of donations that TikTok is stealing your data and selling it to the Chinese <laughs> Communist Party, who is definitely very interested in in the amount of dancing blonde girl videos that you are watching on TikTok. Oh yeah, they're, if, if, if they got my data, they're like, he checked Instagram 8,000 times today. What, a, what kind of net, what is this? I'd be like, well, it didn't help you much, did it? But, but, but you know, it's not, Zuckerberg isn't selling your data to anyone, yeah, of course. So they don't know how many times you saw Instagram. It's only the Chinese Communist Party selling or, or making sure that they get the data so they know how many times you watched that Chewbacca video on TikTok. How about this? I've never gotten an ad on TikTok about something I just thought about and all of a sudden it pops up and you're like, what? But Facebook and Instagram seem to know what I'm thinking or what I say outside. I, I could be talking to my wife about something and it'll pop up on TikTok ads for, or I mean on Instagram. And here's an ad for what you were just talking about. It's like, who's listening to me? It's like, TikTok yeah. doesn't do that. Well, they just well, tell the Chinese who they're getting ripped off if they're buying it. They're not getting much good. But. Coincidentally, by the way, um, you know, uh, Instagram and all them have now gone to a similar system of um, payouts as TikTok has. So the amount of money that you were making, which was astronomical compared to what you're making now, um, is very similar to what you're making on TikTok right now, right? So, I mean, hmm, interesting. That is uh, called crony capitalism, not actual capitalism. So just so you know. Now, I'm hoping that they make some adjustments and and again if they could figure out a way to do ad sharing on on reels I don't know why they can't do it on Instagram but they can do it on Facebook but if they could do it on Instagram that would be a big difference because I get millions of views on Instagram so mm -hmm. again it, it it wouldn't be it would be enough to pay for you know groceries for one week or something out of the month but again <laughs> buy groceries eggs are expensive i like i'm not mm -hmm. i wouldn't be unhappy about that it's something i mean you could start. you you could buy eggs right buy a week's worth of eggs or so you guys don't eat a lot of eggs though right so yeah not too many yeah yeah you could save money there anyways so. i could throw them at houses or <laughs> that's good Oh yeah, you could do that. Sign of wealth. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> well, you are in Florida, so you better watch it because some of those people are well armed. <laughs> Stay in their ground. That's right.
All right, you can find me at the giant rat, T H E giant rat, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, and that should do it for this week. We will see you on the next one.